This is President Jason Wright, and you're listening to Ramblin' About Washington. Today, I'd like to welcome on to the Rambling About Washington podcast and Rambling with Rio Robinson YouTube channel, a Washington football team YouTube GOAT, my guy Juan Gotti, talking sports. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, Rio. Thank you for having me. It's a blessing. And once again, thank you for having me on, man. You're a legend, man. (laughs) I'm just trying to get like y'all, man. I just started this content creation stuff. I've been watching all of you guys stuff for the longest, man. I appreciate the consistency and the content that you guys get out on a regular basis. And it's not just consistency, like it's quality stuff. And you guys know what y'all are doing, man. I appreciate y'all. Hey, same to you, man. I love the podcast and I love that you, you know, are coming on to YouTube because a couple years ago, we, we didn't have a fan base on YouTube. It was always Cowboys, Eagles. There's a ton of no. you know, Patriots and Steelers. But for the past year or two, Washington, we have starting to take over the YouTube platform. And I'm glad to see you coming aboard because we need everybody we can. Oh, yeah, man. It's fan base. It's an exciting time, man. The culture is getting put together. The fan base. We, we got the new identity and the rebrand that we're working on. It is a total new time to be a part of this. And for our segment of the fan base, the younger fans who have not got to witness any relative success, this is the most exciting time I've been a part of as a fan here. Like, I don't know if I, you could speak to this. I know you were at Friday Night Football as well. I've been to 14 games in my life. The experience at this goddamn practice was better than any of the experiences I'd ever been a part of at FedEx Field. How was your experience with Friday Night Football, man? Yeah, so you went to 14 games. I would I want to say I only been to three, and I don't even live that far from the stadium, but I only li- I only went to three games and I agree, man. Friday practice was just, it it was a great environment. Well, first, before we even talk about Friday practice, can we talk about how good the field looks, man? The field is, 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 it's amazing, man. You can see the hard work that they put into and the money that they put into that field. It's amazing. And with the Friday practice, the atmosphere was just amazing. Um, It was roughly, what, 18, 19,000 fans there. And I could, you know, we could vouch for this specifically the Terry McLaurin Fitzpatrick play. Mm. You would have thought it was a Sunday game, how how the stadium erupted when that happened. You know what I'm saying? And, yep. And the environment was just, it was great. You know, seeing the fans out there, especially with everything that, you know, this whole world has been through this past year. To see fans finally back in the stands, it's not only going to make us happy, but it's going to let them players, you know, feel the support that they did in, in the 2020 season. Hell yeah, man. You could just feel the energy in the air. Like, I was talking to Joey, Joey Kobe Bekovich, the vice president of guest experiences for the team. He's also the guy who selected the ambassadors for the ambassador program. He comes from Carnival Cruise, so you know he's going to come with the entertainment. That laser light show, that was the coolest shit I've ever been a part of at FedEx Field. I was joking with him. I was like, Joey. Y'all should have rolled out the new name during the light show. I was waiting for a wolf, a laser pyrotechnic wolf to start going across the field. That was such a good time. Did you stay for the light show? 
Nah, I actually left to beat oh, traffic, but I man. did see it on, on the Warpath. Shout out to on the Warpath. I seen it on his Instagram live, and I, it looked fire, man. And like you said, they should have you should have rolled out the new name. <laughs> it was, know, it was the me, perfect time. You know what I'm saying? What it does give me confidence in is that however they roll it out, it's gonna be it's gonna be an epic it's gonna be an epic fashion, and it's gonna be the right way and with the right people doing it, but. Moving on to what we have today is Thursday. We have our first preseason game of the season tonight. But before we touch on our observations and what we're looking for in tonight's game, everybody on YouTube already knows you. But for the podcast community and for the fans that don't, I want to know your fan story. How'd you get into liking this crazy ass franchise and what's kept you around through all these years of losing ineptitude and no relative success? Cause you know, us 20 something year old, us younger fans, we have not got to see the glory days. What's kept you around and what got you into it, man? Yeah. So my name is Juan Gotti talking sports. I am a Washington football team YouTuber. I love this team and I know, right. What has kept me around even throughout, you know, the bad times I'm 17. I'm going to be 18 this week actually. And I haven't experienced no success with this Washington football (laughs) team. So what kept me around that? That's a great thing that you asked. And how did I first become a fan? Unfortunately, I don't have a, a story on how I became a fan. Mine is just generic or generic rather. I'm from this area. My whole family is Washington football team fans. So that's all I've seen. So I was just like, why not? And then um, by when I got into football, we were bad. You know what I'm saying? We were bad. This is what, because um, I've been a fan all my life, but like I said, I'm 17 and I didn't really start to comprehend football until like 2010. And that's when we were terrible. I know you probably remember that Monday night massacre versus oh the Philadelphia God, Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was bad. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I don't really have a, you know, a fantastic story. Oh, this is why I'm a fan. I'm generic, man. That's how I became a fan. Cause I seen everybody else Washington fans. So I was like, this is all I know. And after that, I just, you know, fell in love with football and fell in love with the team. I know a lot of people out there probably like, us too. They're looking at us like, why'd you stay around? We, you haven't experienced no three Super Bowls. You haven't experienced no success. Why are you? St- it's just we love this team. It, it, I, I can't really put it into words. I just love this team. I, I don't know what to say. It's just something about this team that I love, and it, it's even through the Jay Gruden era through all the Mike Shanahan era now to the Ron Rivera era. (laughs) I just love this team. But yeah, like I said, I'm Juan Gotti talking sports, a YouTuber, Washington football team, um, about the Washington football team and my, you know, dream job. And my, my, uh, passion is to become a sports broadcaster, an analyst, a play-by-play announcer, whatever it can take for, you know, NFL, but more specifically for our Burgundy and go Washington football team. So Miss Julie Donaldson, if you out there, Julie, Julie, pay attention, Julie. I'll make sure she pays attention. She's actually been a guest (laughs) on my show at one point. And that's my passion as well. My passion is sports. I live and I breathe it, specifically this Washington football team, man. Um, I like they're winning or losing on Sundays, it affects your week, right? Like you can't even like you you can't even process things in life after a devastating loss on Sunday. You brought Mm -hmm. up the Monday night massacre. I remember I was working at Nike factory at the time. It was the year I graduated high school, 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I rushed home to get to watch that game. 
I got mm-hmm. there at the end of the first quarter and I thought my TV was broke. It was 28 to nothing. And I was like, how the hell can someone score 28 points in the first quarter? And that was like the week we gave Donovan McNabb an extension. Man, low times, but it feels so good to be such a refreshing time. The team's trajectory is going north. Our roster is almost complete. We're a couple pieces in a stable staple at the quarterback position away from being actual contenders. And that's the first time I've been a part of that. What got you into creating content for the team? Honestly, I I don't know. (laughs) I was just like, I, a lot of people actually I'll take that back I do know you know what I'm saying it just <laughs> came to me right now I do actually know <laughs> so all my life like I told you I've been a Washington fan you know what I'm saying and I've been a youngin I'm still a youngin but I was a youngin right and everybody that I talk to about the Washington football team I'm 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 nine eight years old ten years old I'm talking to grown-ups in the barbershop about the Washington football team and they they pull my dad aside they're shocked at what I know because I'm so young they don't expect a guy or a kid let me say a kid at 10 years old knowing that much about the Washington football team and they pull my dad aside and say hey man your, your son know what he's talking about. You might, be, you might, he might, that could be something. And they will always tell me, you could, you know, you could do this. You could be the next Stephen A. Smith and all the other guys out there that are, you know, successful in this business. And they were telling me this from a, from an early age and most specifically my dad, because obviously I'm a kid. I'm just like, Hey man, I know a lot about football. I ain't really thinking about that at that time. Mm-hmm. But my dad, as I got older would tell me, you really could, you know, be something. And when I decided to create my YouTube channel, um, you know, two years ago, I, I, I was just doing it just for fun. And I'm, I'm still doing it just because this is what I love. But I was just doing it for fun. I wasn't worried about the views. I wasn't worried about nothing that came with the success. Of course, I love it now. But I was just doing it as a fan and as, as a guy that enjoyed the team and just knew what he was talking about. But like I said, what got me into creating was people around me telling it to do it. And honestly, just talking. I was just talking and expressing my feelings about the Burgundy and Gold. And of course, was it 2018 2019 when I started we were terrible Alex Smith got hurt and we were going we were on the downwards and that's when I really started taking it serious the beginning of the 2019 season and of course I didn't know it was going to be three and 13 but that's really what got me into content creating was you know me just being a fan and decide to press record and also from a young and my my dad's friends at the barbershop telling me that or telling him to tell me that I could really be something in this business and just surprised at how much I knew at a very, very young age. For some of us, man, it's just our calling. It's our calling. It's our passion. And that's why we were put here to talk about it. So I appreciate you, YouTube creator, you, my guy, Pedro, my guy, Corey on the warpath, Louis T, the goat, um, street scores, all you guys, you guys keep us in the loop. And I appreciate that. And, I appreciate all you guys that I've reached out to getting back to me, trying to get me accustomed to this YouTube life because it's a whole different world on here than just putting a podcast on Anchor and running it through all the streaming apps. But let's get to the real topics, man. Preseason football starts tonight. We're in Gillette Stadium. We're in Foxborough versus Cam Newton and Mac Jones. I know you dropped the video giving your five things you're looking for tonight. You want to go ahead and reiterate those things real quick? What are you looking for tonight? Yeah, honestly, I'll, I'll be 100% honest with you. I'm not looking forward to just five things. I'm looking forward to everything. But Hell to yeah. sum it down into five things, 
I want to see Benjamin St. Juice is my first thing. And the reason why that is, is because we know how he's been successful in training camp going up against our own guys, Terry McLaurin, De'Ami Brown, um, so on and so forth. But now we're going to actually see him go up against real opponents, a real team that's going to try to score the ball on you and not take it easy on you. It's a difference from going up against your own guy to going up against a real opponent. He's going to go up against Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. And I'll be the first to tell you, and shouldn't come to no surprise, Patriots doesn't have that really good of a, a wide receiving core. Their threats on their offense really comes from their tight ends. I mean, they have Gunnar Orlarski, who's really much of a slap. But nevertheless, even though they might not be the best, they're still going to come at you. And I want to see how he reacts. We know when they had the, the, um, the referees in Richmond, he was a little handsy um, and he, you know, he drew a couple flags. I want to see how he, you know, does better at that. Not really, you know, getting interaction with the ball or getting an interaction with the wide receiver, not, you know, doing the pass interferences and stuff like that. I want to see how he does with that. But overall, I just want to see a guy like Juice in his first ever NFL game. And moving on, I want to see, and this comes as a surprise to a lot of people, but I want to see Cameron Cheeseman. Cameron Cheeseman, the long snapper, <laughs> and, the re- and the reason for that is we had Nick Sumber for the longest time, and Stay we didn't bro. have to worry about a botch snap. We didn't have to worry about anything with Nick Sumber, but right. if you guys weren't at the Friday practice, me and Rio could vouch for this, but he did have one bad snap, and like I said, for the 10-plus years we had Nick Sumber, we didn't have to worry about that, right. so I'm actually interested to see how Nick Sumber, or sorry, I wish we still had Nick Sumber, but um, Cameron <laughs> Cheeseman um, snaps the ball and how it's going to look because we don't we can't afford to have a bad snap on a game winning or game time PAT. We can't or field goal for that matter. And we can't have that with, with um, Tress weight on the punt coverage. We can't have that. You know what I'm saying? So I want to see Cameron Cheeseman. And then the last thing I'm interested in seeing, I was going to talk about the punt return position. But since we already talked about, you know, special teams, I will switch it up. The wide receiver room. We yeah, seeming I mean, it seems like we already know who the top of the depth chart is going to be. Terry's obviously a lock. Curtis is obviously a lock. Deami's obviously a lock. And in my opinion, Humphreys, Adam Humphreys is obviously a lock right too. there with you. But five and six, who is going to get five and six? I personally think, and I was not like this in the beginning of training camp before it started, but since training camp started, I believe Cam Sims. It's somewhat of a lock for that five spot. So, so if you think he's a lock in that five spot, then that just leaves the six wide receiver spot because I think they're going to keep six. I know people are saying they're going to keep seven, but I personally think they're going to keep six. And if they keep six, that leaves out Kelvin Harmon fighting for that six spot, AGG, Steven Sims, Dax Milne, DeAndre Carter, and you probably have two more other wide receivers that are going to be fighting for that six spot. So it's going to be interesting to see who wins that battle at that six wide receiver spot. And I know I didn't give you five. I gave you three. But those were those are the most ones that I'm looking forward to seeing the most in tonight's game. And those are interesting picks, especially the Cheeseman thing, because Cheeseman plays long snapper. That's one of those obscure positions where we should never hear your name called during a game. We should ne- If you're doing your job right as a long snapper, we will never hear your name called. The only time we'll hear it is if the local broadcast is talking about you because your job is simple. Get the ball to the punter and the holder on the field goal team. But 
I think as a whole, the rookie class, like you can just loop them all into the number one thing I'm watching for, for tonight's game. But especially Jamin and Deami Brown for me. Jamin has played exclusively at the mic spot. We've desperately needed for so long a true middle linebacker, a rangy middle linebacker who can not only come downhill, but can cover tight ends. We've never covered a tight end in my life, it feels like. Jason Witten, I don't know where he is in the world right now, but I guarantee you he's wide open against Washington because he's always been wide open against Washington. But this kid, Deami Brown, the receiver, he's going to be special. You see, there's some guys you just see it with right away. The way he walks, his bravado, the way he carries himself. He carries himself like a guy who knows he's going to be an established receiver in this league. And if there's one thing you're looking for out of a first-year receiver that we never saw from guys like Josh Dotson, he separates. He creates separation no matter who's guarding him. That stands out as soon as you see them running one-on-one, seven-on-sevens, and team drill. It doesn't really feel like anyone can guard him. He's a smooth operator. One of the knocks on him in the draft process was that his route tree was limited at North Carolina. But I don't believe that his route tree was limited. He did what was required of him in that offense. All they needed him to do was get open down the field and catch contested bombs because Sam Howell was going to put him on him. So I'm very excited to see the Heineke to Deami Brown connection because it's preseason. We're not going to see too much of Fitz. It's going to be the Heineke show. So I expect to see a quarter and a half to two quarters of Heineke before they put in Montez, who I'm not even sure should be on the practice squad, but that's a conversation for another day. What's up? Other than the long snapper position, What's someone nobody's talking about that you're interested in seeing tonight? Honestly, a person that I'm going to say two, actually, two people that I'm interested to see that I feel like no one is really talking about. And that's because of the dominant players that are currently hold those starting position. Shaka Tony and William Bradley King. I'm, I want to see those guys. And I'll even throw in James Smith Williams for a whole, just the defensive end or yeah, the edge rushing depth behind Chase Young and Montez Sweat because we know how dominant those guys are. We don't even need to talk about them. At but all. the guys mm-hmm. behind them, the depth has been a question mark for us. Remember last year we or this past um offseason, we let go of Ryan Kerrigan, who clearly, as much as I love RK, clearly lost a step. You've seen it last year on clearly. certain plays five years ago, Ryan Kerrigan would have made in a sleep. You've seen it. We let go of him. And we drafted guys like William Bradley King and guys, guys like Shaka Tony from Penn State. Then we had James Smith Williams, who we drafted in 2020. And it's time for those guys to be, you know, um, the next edge rushing depth for Washington. A lot of people don't realize how important that is. Yes, we, we're spoiled by Chase Young and Montez Sweat. But when those guys get tired, I know it don't seem like they get tired because they don't play like humans, but they're humans. They get tired. We need to see who's going to be those next group of guys that's going to come in for Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Shaka Tony, I know it was a lot of, you know, talks about moving him to linebacker. We drafted him to bad quarterbacks. If you look at his highlights, we drafted him to get after that quarterback. William Bradley King, same case can be said for him. He's really, really good, in my opinion. And those guys are going to be relied heavily on if we want to make a run in this year's 2021 season and possibly playoffs. Because like I said, I know we have Chase Young. I know we have Montez Sweat, but... The depth behind that is a big question mark, and I think Shaka Tony and William Bradley King could fix that, but we got to see how they perform in preseason. 
I know Bradley King definitely stand, stood out to me in practice, seeing him close up. That's a big dude, too, man. He get he has a really good get-off for his size. And, yeah, I was actually doing an NFC East roundtable with All About the Birds podcast, the Philadelphia Eagles one last night, and they were like, the only real glaring weakness on our roster is our edge rush depth. So I like that we didn't go out and sign a vet because Ron – has showed no fear or reluctance to play young players. And I'm okay with us having young players behind the absolute dogs that we have in the starting lineup. So that is a very great point. I definitely want to see them get after it tonight. My picks, I, I'm going to go one from our team and one from the other team because I got a guy over there. From our team, I need to see Bobby McCain show me something. I need to see some Bobby McCain because – I was there in Richmond Wednesday through Saturday, and I was there Friday. Cam Curl and Landon Collins are on the field 90% of the time together as the stronger free safety. I want to see how we use Bobby McCain. I know he could play some in the nickel and in the slot. I want to know if who's going to be in the Buffalo nickel role here. And he was one of the leaders of that Miami defense that was historic in forcing turnovers last year. And we need that, especially behind the front seven that we have. So I'm interested in seeing how we're going to utilize his skill set here. But it's not a Washington football team player, but I'm very interested in the success of Matt Jones, my man, Michael McCorkle Jones from the Patriots. A lot of guys knock this man. I'm a big Matt guy. I like him. I see a long-term quality quarterback maybe not the best in the league or the elite but in that next tier I feel like he could be somewhere in between that Matt Stafford to Derek Carr type range because he's smart he's an obsessive competitor and he's a perfectionist people just don't like the guy because he looks like shit in his uniform and he has a dad bod at 21 and that's not something you're used to but I'm very interested to see Mac Jones tonight versus our defense because I think he's going to push Cam Newton for that starting job what do you say about that yeah um I do think Cam is going to start out the season but at some point Mac, um, Mac Jones is going to take over for the New England Patriots because we know Cam as much as Cam was a phenomenal player in 2015 after that season he just was never the same and it was due to the shoulder due to the back whatever was wrong with Cam Newton as far as injuries could happen to the guy it happened to him and he just hasn't been the same you know so I do think at some point whether it's week five week eight week 12 if the Patriots is in the mix of things in the AFC East I mean and I don't know if that's going to be the case maybe a wild card but Buffalo phenomenal Miami's on the up and coming depending on their quarterback situation so if they're in the mix of things in the AFC East I could see them moving Mac Jones to the starting position depending on if that's the 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 position that's holding them back from taking that next leap at some point Mac Jones will take over but I want to add on to what you said about the Patriots I know this is a Bergen and Go um, show and we're Washington fans but I'm interested to see John o. Smith and Hunter Henry because mm -hmm. those are two guys that can be number one tight ends anywhere else in the NFL, but they are on the same team. I want to see how the Patriots use them. I want to see if they're going to run some double tight end sets. How are they going to involve both of these guys 
and on the field at the same time because, you know, obviously both of them want to get theirs. Josh McDaniel is a really solid offensive coordinator. I would have thought by now he would have been a head coach, but he keeps turning it down to remain in, in, in New England. And uh, he has a new shiny toy in Mac Jones to work with and some new weapons, Nelson Aguilar. Um, he has Gunnar Orlarski coming back. He has Jacoby Myers um, coming back, and he added Kendrick Bourne from San Francisco. So they have some nice shiny toys to work with over there in new England. So that's going to be interesting to see, but as far as our guys, um, you already said Bobby McCain, another guy that I want to see, I want to see Daryl Roberts. And the reason why that Mm. is, is because the slot depth, when you think about it, Jimmy Moreland is probably going to be our starter. Cause as Mm. even though I want Kendall Fuller to be the starter and just to be on the the cornerback too, I do think it's to at least start the season. They're going to have Kendall Fuller on the outside, and they're going to have Jimmy Moore on the slot. But after that, what do you really have? Yeah, we have Bobby McCain, who we know can play the nickel. Um, but I think we're going to look more to use him as a as a you know a rotational safety. And then after that, who else do we have? Daryl Roberts is the next guy up. So I want to see how he is going to look tonight. Um, in Detroit, I really didn't hear too much about him, and that could always be a good thing or it could be a bad thing, however you want to look at it. But he's a guy that's flying on the radar on this roster too, and he's a guy that's fighting to make this roster. So I want to see what Daryl Roberts is going to look like. Also, one more, and I, don't, I know you only did one, but Derek Forrest. He's a guy who's mm. on the outside looking in, in my opinion. Um, I think he's going to make this roster as a special teams, but he's not outside looking in as far as, you know, getting some playing safety. time at safety just mm-hmm. because of how good Cameron Curl was. Nobody expected it. I'll nobody. be honest. Nobody. His seventh round draft pick, nobody expected out of Cam Curl, man. He's he's grew so fast to be one of my favorite players. And Landon Collins, as much as I really don't like Landon Collins because I feel like he's robbing us of 85 mil, <laughs> I, I, I think he's going to have a comeback season. And I don't think he, looks he is going to. Yeah, he looks good. And I don't think he's going to be on the bench. <laughs> Let me put it that way. One, Hell because no. I, he one because he looks good. Right. And two, mm-hmm. why are we sitting a guy that makes roughly 18, 19 million dollars a year? That's crazy of us. Exactly. It's so insane. it don't matter how bad Landon Collins is in coverage. He's going to be on the field now. Like you brought up the Buffalo nickel. They're going to run that a lot this year. And I'm interested mm-hmm. to see if they're going to test it out tonight. Um, because they're going to have uh, everyone. I'm pretty sure they're going to play everyone. So it's going to be interesting <clears throat> to see if they test that out tonight. That's the perfect, you know, um, position and and formation for Landon Collins. You have two safeties and Cameron Curl and Bobby McCain who could cover. Right. Landon Collins yep. lacks that and co- lacks coverage, but we know he thrives in the box. So he can be that box safety while you have two high safeties able to range and run around and and stop the the slot plays and the deep plays and the and the um you know the the guys that attack in the middle more so the slot receivers they can have they can be the guys that's going to stop that while Landon Collins is a guy that's roaming across the middle like a linebacker I know he doesn't want to play linebacker but I'm telling you Landon Collins man if you're out there listening to this that's the best way you're going to make an impact on this roster and on this team. Hey, all I know is in camp, it felt good. He was actually the first player I ran into walking in the VIP at camp. The guy <laughs> looks lean. He looks explosive again, and he's moving around great. Camp Curl, shout out to him. Shout out to Camp Curl's dad, Greg Curl, who actually gave me a follow and actually talked to me in the DMs about my podcast. Shout out to him. That's a good guy right there. And 
Most importantly, I just need to see everybody make it through the game. The most important and only important factor of the preseason is health. We need to go into week one with our full, our full arsenal and plethora of talent so we can go and get this division for the second year in a row. I got one more thing for you. It's been great chopping it up with you. We're going to do this a lot more, man, as the season goes on. I got one more thing for you, and I'm going to let you go, and we're going to enjoy this game tonight, and I'll be on live with Corey on the Warpath after the game tonight. I see you're doing live tonight too, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm live streaming the game. Um, hey. It was something that was going to only be for the Philadelphia Eagles week one, but then after that, I was just like, man, I'm not doing nothing. I want to see people to see my raw emotion when I because I don't hide anything that the way I, you know, reacted to every single 16 game plus playoffs versus the Bucks game. That's how I will react if I wasn't recording myself. So I'm glad people actually get to see the real me when uh the games happen. But like I said, it was something that was supposed to only be week one. But I was like, why not record every game? And I did the whole entire season. And I plan on doing that again, starting with the preseason tonight. That's lit, man. But yep, I just want you. I just want to know we're going through the rebrand. We should know our name in a few months. What is your favorite in the name change conversation? And what do you actually think the name's going to be? Honestly, and I know you probably already know this, but I'm one of those fans that really don't care. I don't yep. care what the name is. I don't care if we're Red Wolves, if we're Generals. Whatever the name is going to be, I'm still going to be a fan at the end of the day. I don't understand why. I mean, I understand why fans are so in intrigued and in what the name is, but I'm not that guy that if the name isn't something I like, I'm not going to be a fan of. That's crazy. I'm not a fan of the name. Nothing's ever going to be as good as our previous name. Nothing will. So I'm not a fan of the name. I'm a fan of the players on this team and players that reps the jerseys, that rep the names and that, you know, talks to the fans and signs up and perform for my favorite team. Like I said, I'm, I don't care what the name is going to be. If it's generals, if it's uh, what's some other names out there that that's been, you know, popular commanders, Red, Sentinels. commanders, <laughs> Sentinels, Red Hawks, whatever, Red Hogs, Hogs, whatever it's going to be. I don't care. Just pick a name. Um, whatever it's going to be, I'm going to ride with it because I love this team. I love exactly. this franchise. So if I had to pick one, though, why not go with the fan favorite? Red Wolves, Wolves, oh. whatever. <laughs> whatever the name's going to be, Red Wolves, Wolves, just, just pick it. You know, so that's the fan favorite. So I think that's going to be the name. But also, I want to add this to it. And we could look at it like this. Maybe that's not the name. And the reason I say that is because um, a month ago, Ron Rivera did an interview with someone and they asked Ron Rivera what name does he like the most? And he said Red Wolves. And the reason why I say that may not be the name is because he was so, you know. Open with it. Yeah. Open. Yeah. He was so open with Agar. saying. Yep. Shout out to you. Mm. It, he was so open to say Red Wolves that maybe he's like, that's not really the name, so I might as well just say it, you know what I'm saying? Keep the fans in loop and make them think that's, that's the name because that's the fan favorite, but the whole time it's not the name. Now, maybe that's what he's thinking, or maybe I'm just looking too into it. But if I had to pick a name, I want to see the whole fan base happy, um, more so than myself. So go with the fan favorite, Red Wolves. Yeah, for me, I like Wolves 
like my personal preference is Wolves, no red, because at the end of the day, we're moving forward. You know, the mm -hmm. HTTR thing, man, we just got to pour one out for it. It's not coming back. And But if it was red wolves, I don't have a problem with it. I think yeah, wolf, okay. some type of wolf, I'm down with it because it shows solidarity. It shows strength, but I ain't going to give too much on it because tomorrow I'm going to have Fred Smoot on the show and me and him are going to speak the wolf gospel and we're going to spread it and we're going to try to unite this base as a wolf pack because that's our preference for it. But regardless of what they check or what they select, I'm going to be a fan here regardless. Like my man Lake Lewis told me the other day, if it was the cupcakes, we would be wearing sprinkles to the game. It don't matter. We're fans yeah, at the end of the day. I think there is a generational divide. Us younger fans who didn't see the glory days, we're not attached to the name, the colors, and those physical aspects of history that they are. But for us, it's just the team. If we can love this team, through all these bad seasons we've endured, then we don't care what the name is called or what the, I would just like to have a little bit more drip on the merchandise and on the uniforms at the end of the day. You can sell me anything. Just give me some better looking merch and some better looking uniforms and I'm good to go. But that's going to be all for right now, man. I'm excited to watch this game tonight. I had a pleasure talking to you. I enjoy your channel. Go ahead and plug anything you got coming up, man. Yeah, so like I said, I will be live tonight, and I will be live for every single game this season. Come check me out on YouTube, Juan Gotti Talking Sports. Any coverage about the Washington football team, any news like about the Washington football team, you know your boy is going to cover it. So once again, Juan Gotti Talking Sports. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the same name, Juan Gotti Talking Sports again. And I appreciate Rio for having me on. He's a guy that's plugged in. So I'm even honored to be mm. on this show with Rio. So once again, I appreciate you for having me on. Juan Gotti Talking Sports is where you can find me. Thank you, Rio, once again. Thank you, man. Go ahead and donate me some subscribers while you're here, legend. But <laughs> that's going to do for today's episode of Rambling About Washington podcast. Make sure you hit the bell. Subscribe to the Rambling About What? No, Rambling with Rio Robinson YouTube channel. Go to Rambling About Washington. That's the podcast title on all digital streaming platforms. Until next time, hail to the nameless football team. Deuces. Peace.